Hey everybody, I'm Bear Klein, and I'm joined by my pastor, Paul Bogus, and this is our show, The Kaleo Podcast. Today we dig into John chapter 15 and learn about what it means to be a branch tapped into a vine planted by a vine dresser. Let's get to it. I am 39 tomorrow. See, the world changed on November 27th, 1974. <laughs> the world changed. The prophet of the Lord was birthed. <laughs> <laughs> what did the... <laughs> didn't the cow moo whenever John the Baptist was born or something? Wasn't there, <laughs> wasn't there a lowing of a cow of some type? Am I reading that wrong? Am I, <laughs> I think so. The world changed November the And you'd 27th. be 39. Uh, Did you feel about that? 39 and holding. <laughs> if I let go, I'm 44. Oh. <laughs> I was wondering. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I'm, I can't believe I'm 44, but yeah, wow. 44. So. We put up the Christmas tree on Friday. Mm, I have not done that yet. Yeah. So my wife wants a live tree this year. I really don't. You've had live trees the past what? Uh yeah, we we done live Christmas trees for a a long time and but but what this is our third year with the pre-lit and I'll just be honest with you. The pre-lit's the way to go. <laughs> LED. LED. And it's nice, it's easy. And what we done was Andy and I put it up. And then my girls, they decorated. Yeah. Looks really good. What are we going to talk about today? Uh, i tell you what's on my heart. I, I'd like just to talk about uh, some principles of the vine out of John 15. Oh, okay. You know, we've been talking about in on this podcast uh, over the last few weeks just about, you know, being God's image bearers. Mm-hmm. And how that we're called to be, uh, to reflect the image of God and having a right perspective of who God is. And let me just start with this quote. I think this would be good. Um, Kenneth Boa, he wrote a book on discipleship. I can't remember exactly what the name of it was. I think it was called Conform to the Image or something. But he says, we cannot consistently behave in ways that are different from what we believe about ourselves. Mm. So it's what we believe about ourselves really is going to get um, reflected. Mm -hmm. As a man thinketh, right? So he is. So he is. And I I think this is really, really important to understand. Jesus never wants us just to have a spiritual experience with no transformation. Right. Uh, Jesus is more interested in transformation than just spiritual experiences. Right. There's got to be a fruit to be witnessed from the encounter. Yeah. You know, like yeah, something's got to sprout from the seed that was sown. That's where the transformation comes in. If we don't watch out, we can have a... It, things can get lost in translation. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning... You know, Jesus said, or I'm sorry, not Jesus, but John said in First John, what four uh, twenty said, if someone says, "I love God and hates his brother," mm-hmm. he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not right. 
seen. What I get out of that is our spiritual experiences should translate into our lives, right? We can sing, hum a hymn, yeah. right? Holy, holy, Come church, holy, raise your hands. hands. Do all that, scream, shout, Look whatever. like we, we can look like we've uh, got it. Right. We've got it under control, yeah. you know? Yeah, totally. So you could actually go and say, hey, you know, I'm having a spiritual experience. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Correct? <laughs> but if it's not translating into our lives... What good is it? Yeah. So, you know, we don't want to be, uh, that's religion, actually. It's yeah. outward outward actions with right. no heart connection. Praying for hours in the temple so people can hear. Right. You know? Yeah, or honor me. <laughs> Jesus said they honor me with their lips, but yeah. their heart is. They let their tassels grow too long or something. Or what? I don't know if it's like that, but they, yeah. they wear their tassels yeah, too long. Yeah, they, they are actually, by what they're doing on the outside, yeah. their reputation. Anyways, yeah, so I believe that probably the greatest example of our union with Christ comes out of the 15th chapter of the book of John. Mm. That's where we hear about the vine and yeah. the branches. I, I think we have to set it up first to understand the 14th chapter of the book of John... Jesus introduces us to the paraclete, the comforter, Mm. the helper, the Holy Spirit. Mm. He said, you know, I'm going to send the helper to you. Paracaleo. Right. There you go. Right. One call alongside invitation. Right. Yeah. But he introduces in John 14 to these disciples, listen, I'm going to send the helper to you. And he's not going to just be with you. He's going to be in you. Okay. So that's, that's significant, right? He's talking about a change in relationship. And then in the 15th chapter of John, we have Jesus kicking right off, Mm. talking about now because of this relationship of being in Him, which I'll show you that in just a second, because of that, now I can bear fruit. Now I can be a fruit bearer. And that that is significant. That's, that's, That's very, very important for us to understand. So John chapter 15, we'll look at this real quick. And uh, I'm just going to make some comments, and we'll, we'll look at it together, and it'll be good. So uh, verse 1, uh, Jesus says this. He said, I am the true vine. Now, if there's a true vine, there's also a false vine. A false vine. Sure. Right? I am hmm. the true vine. Is anything but Christ false vines? Anything but Christ. Yes. Anything so Christ but Christ is the one and only. Exactly. True vine. True vine. Now, Great you could try to get Great. attached to other things, but it's not the true vine. Mm. It will produce false fruit as well, right? But fruit won't last. Yeah, yeah. Rotten fruit. Mm. fruit nobody won't. wants rotten fruit. Nobody. <laughs> so he says, Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. He's the gardener. Right. Now, Jesus begins to pull on this parable, this analogy. A parable is natural, ever, someone using natural everyday things to, to bring about a spiritual experience right. or spiritual meaning. So he's using terminology. He's using something that would make sense to these folks. Yes. An earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Yeah. That's what it means. That's good. So, again, Jesus is using their everyday life. Mm-hmm. And vines was very well known in, I mean, like, for, for that area. Right. They were, it was well known to produce grapes, mm-hmm. right? The vine was very, that, that was a, a normal thing you would see. Yeah. So Jesus starts relaying this. He said, listen, I am the true vine. 
My father is the gardener, okay? He's the vine dresser. Mm. Now, let's stop here a second and let's think about this. I just want you to follow along with me, podcasters, today. Before there's ever a branch, there has to be a vine. Mm. Before there's a vine, there has to be a... Seed. A seed, okay? Mm -hmm. The father is the vine dresser. dresser. He's the gardener. The planter. He's the one that plants. Gotcha. So, listen... The Father planted the seed, Jesus, into the earth. Mm -hmm. So, and I think it's interesting because in Genesis 3.15, we have the the, garden. Back to the garden. (laughs) We have the after the fall. We have the proto-evangelium, Genesis 3.15. This is what that means. It means the gospel, the good news in in its primitive form. Very first mention of the the gospel. The first mention of the gospel in Genesis 3.15 God says, I'm going to send the seed of a woman. woman. It's going to crush your head. You're going to bruise her, bruise his heel. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Jesus is known as a seed. Right. That's good. Jesus even said, unless a kernel of wheat would fall in the ground and die, it remains alone. Right. He saw himself as a seed. So the father was willing to give us his son, to plant his son into the earth, in order to receive back many more sons. Mm-hmm. And, and the Apostle Paul said it like this over there in 1 Corinthians. I think it's 1 Corinthians. He said it uh, that, um, uh, that a seed that's sown, okay, the body that's sown is not the same of what it is on the other side when it's harvested. The gardener, he, he, he knows that, that what he plants mm. won't look like the body that is planted in the end. Right. Now, did you hear that? When when the gardener sows the seed, he's planting something that's not going to look exactly the same. Of yeah, course. yeah, yeah. So the father plants his son, Jesus, into the earth, knowing that what he plants his son, right? Yeah. That how his body is going to look in the end. Right. Is going to be way different than hmm. what it looked like in the beginning. That's why Jesus said, the works that I do... You shall do also, and greater works right. than these shall you do. Yeah, yeah. Jesus was only here. He was one man. Yeah. Producing fruit, nonetheless. And we're to look like him. Yes. That's not a, that, But what I'm saying is what was going to be in the end, the father saw, the gardener, the gardener saw, I'm going to plant this seed, this vine, knowing that what I'm planting right now is going to be way better and it's going to look way different than what it did here. The gardener plants the seed. So the, every plant looks different. Well, a seed, All the seeds may look the same. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. But whatever sprouted from that seed is going to look different than those. Okay, inside of that apple, inside of an apple seed is an apple tree. Right. But it don't look like an apple tree. No. It's sown one way, knowing that it's going to look completely different in the end. Right. The gardener... He plants his son into the earth so he can reap many more sons. So we see here, Jesus I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. He's the one that planted his son knowing, knowing that in the end he was going to get many more sons. Mm-hmm. So, so the father, he plants his son, okay, the seed. Right. Jesus saw himself as a seed. He's called the seed of the woman. Yes. Seeds are planted in order to be a harvest, to get fruit. It is unnatural for a believer not to be a fruit producer. Just to say a prayer, say, okay, I'm good. 
Yes, that's not Christianity. No. <laughs> it's unnatural. That's not Christianity. That's There's a not. transformation that takes place when, yes. when true encounters happen. Yes. And that's what we're called to. Mm. I'm, I'm so for spiritual experiences. But if it's not producing transformation, I think we have to ask ourselves what's going on. Yeah. The Father is the gardener. Mm. And a gardener's job, what's a gardener's job? Garden. To, to, to garden to, to get to get what to get the fruit yeah to out get, of the to get plant. to get some some harvest when we're made for relationship we're made for representation we know that yes that's the original mandate we're made for relationship with God the Father Son Spirit right in the Trinity wanted to share their love uh, with with us mm-hmm. and has invited us into this circle mm-hmm. He made humanity because He wanted. You want a relationship. So that's a, the, the main reason. But we're also here also to be an image bearer. Yeah, to invite others into this dance. Yeah, to invite others into this divine council, this mm-hmm. divine dance that's gone on between Father, Son, and Spirit. This, he needs us. He needs us for that, man. Yeah. So we have to understand that the Father planted His Son, and He's a vine dresser. Yeah. Okay. Now, of course, the, Isaiah says that he was a, a root out of dry ground, mm-hmm. right? That talking about Jesus, he was the root out of dry ground. So he came, right? He died, was buried, and was resurrected. Jesus is the true vine. Now, let's move to verse 2 now. Every branch in me. Now, this is the key. Every branch in me. We have to pay attention to those two words. Every branch in me. The branches that are mine. The branches, yeah. The branches that are mine. That does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that I may bear more fruit. Mm. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Verse 4, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, Bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. No thing. Let's just stop there. Okay. I th- what I think is very interesting in, in these verses is this codependence that, of course, <laughs> we cannot do anything without the vine. Yeah, apart from me you can do apart no thing. Apart from me you can do nothing. That's the, that's the bookend. That's the... Right. But let me ask another question. This codependence... Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a code. I'm dependent upon the vine. But let me ask you, can the vine do anything without the branches? So just as there is a codependence between me and the vine, there's also a codependence on the vine and the branches. Mm -hmm. We need him. He needs us. The vine needs the branch. The branch needs the vine. Yes. So unpacking that, the vine has no worth. I'm not saying Jesus has no worth, but the vine in a gardening sense has no worth unless it produces fruit. Right? Right. The branch has no worth unless it's attached to a vine. Right. So the gardener must come and make sure that the seed he's planted, the vine that is sprouted out, that the branches that are sprouting off from this vine are producing the fruit that they ought to produce and doing it well. Yes. So he comes like a good vine dresser and takes measures. Yeah. And I think before, and I see where we're going with this conversation, and it's good. Um, 
But think about this, is that again, I'm talking about our identity. We've been talking about that. Our identity, we are, the, the vine and the branch are one. They're not separate. In him. In me. I in, am, in I am you, you and me. Right. We're in him and he's in us. <laughs> right, that's what he says. That's what he says, right? I in you, abide in me and I in you, right? As yeah. the branch cannot fruit, bear fruit of itself. So the thing is, is that we are one. We're, we're one. The life and the energy that's flowing in the vine, which we can say, I know it's talking about, you know, this is an illustration of a grapevine. Yeah. But it's the same principle whether it would be a tree trunk. Right. You know, or the main trunk of a tree. The life is coming, is coming through it. The life is coming, uh, is coming through that trunk, through that vine and into the branches. Mm. But again, what is the fruit producing part of the tree? Or the fruit producing part of the vine is the it, branch. It's the branches. The trunk doesn't produce fruit. Right. It's it's the branches that's producing the fruit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think what also in this passage of scripture, there's this positive affirmation to us that that God is is a good vine dresser, and a good vine dresser is wanting to get the most out of his vine, out of his vines, out of out of his tree. Yeah. He wants to get the most out of his plants. Mm-hmm. So. His job is not for you to fail. It's not for you to mess up. It's not to cut you off and cut you out. He's trying to do what he can, the best of his ability, to make sure that you're producing fruit. And I love it because if you read the whole passage of Scripture in John 15, 1 through 16, it goes from fruit, more fruit, much fruit, fruit that remains. Yeah. Fruit, 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 fruit. Yeah, yeah. God is wanting fruit. And he doesn't want to just take you from just have minimal fruit. He wants to take you to maximum fruit produ- right. production. Right. This is the process. Again, this parable is not about our position. It's about the process of production of fruit yeah. in our lives. We miss the point, man, if we if we think it's positional. You're going to get some really wild ideas about yeah. what God's like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And it's not good. No. You'll see the word cut off, you know, take away. Yeah, and you see God. With, you see God with a sickle. Yeah, well, that's the Grim Reaper. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. So we have to really think about this past scripture again. He, he's trying to get it across the 14th chapter. Holy Spirit in us, right? Again, where does this whole thing start? We're talking about the transformation that's happened in our spirit. The Spirit of God comes inside of us. Puts, we have the Spirit of Christ on the inside of us. He makes us a new creation on the inside. And now there's this working from the inside out to this fruit production. We've been ordained to produce fruit. We've been ordained to produce fruit. The branch, the vine, they're all one. So the life that's flowing in, in the branches is coming from the vine. It's not like it's two separate things, right? Yeah. Now, I heard this. Uh, the other day, a guy was talking to me about fruit trees. Hmm. It's pretty interesting. That it takes like X amount of years. I can't remember what it was. It may have been an apple tree takes, and, and don't hold me to it. I'm not a horticulturist. But it was like he said, I can't remember if he said three or seven. It takes like three or seven years for an apple tree to begin to produce. Hmm. But one way that you can get things to produce faster in an apple tree is by actually, I don't know if they call it wounding, or hmm. they would talk about the actual cutting of the bark or whatever it is at the trunk of the tree. Hmm. And what it does, it tries to heal itself, and it brings more sap 
Wow. It begins to produce more sap, which is what needs to happen with the fruit in order for it to produce. It's got an energy or that sap has to move up through. But one way you can get it to grow quicker or to produce fruit faster than seven years or three years is to begin to go and you cause it to be, uh, there's a, a wound that's placed. Mm. Or I don't know if it's a wound, but it's a, a, a cut or it's, it's, it's the bark is trimmed away. Gotcha. I think it's a real interesting concept. What what comes to your mind when you start thinking about that? Instantly, yeah. Jesus is uh, striking him <laughs> on the side. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just started think. I thought about Jesus getting stabbed in the in the ribs, and right. then out comes right. blood and water. Right. So you know, we get our life the way that we can get maximum fruit production in our lives. Right. How do we get this all to work? You know, it starts by our wounded. Our wounded Savior. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Jesus. It, it starts by our wounded Savior. Yeah. So anyway, it was just something wow. I thought was interesting the other day. Again, again, we are we are we are branches. Yeah, yeah. We're to be fruit producers. Thinking about that that instance you mentioned earlier about when he said uh, a wheat. Unless a say? kernel of wheat would fall on the ground. Yeah, unless a kernel of wheat would fall around. He was talking to Philip. Philip had inquired about Greeks that wanted to meet Jesus. Yes. And Jesus gave him a really weird answer. Yeah. He was like, Philip was like, why are you talking about wheat right now? Right. But he didn't get, he, he, I mean, Jesus was trying to get him to understand that pretty soon you're going to show those Greeks who I am. Yes. You, I won't need to go and show yes. them who I am because you're going to be yeah. me in yes. this world. Again, we come back to Genesis. We are the imagers. Yeah. I know we've talked about that. Yeah. But this earth, the way the ancient Near East, you know, the way the Hebrews saw the earth was that the earth was, the heavens and the earth was God's temple. So in the garden, right, it's almost like the Holy of Holies. Right. The place where he would dwell. Right. What was, what's really interesting in ancient Near Eastern culture, what they would do is if a, if a king would go and um, conquer, they would conquer a a land, one of the first things they would do is build a temple. And then the the when the temple was built, the one of the last things they would do, the last thing they would do was put an image, a statue, yeah, yeah. an idol. Right. An image, <laughs> a salim in the in in the temple. Hmm. Now let's talk about it a second. So God conquers the chaos, Genesis one. Right. In the beginning, right? Was God, chaos. Yeah, there was yeah, chaos. Yeah. So, so God conquers the chaos in Genesis chapter 1, right? We have chaos. Mm-hmm. We have chaos. So God conquers the chaos. The way the Hebrews saw the earth and heaven was the temple of God. Yeah. What was the last thing that God created? Idol. <laughs> Me and you. His image. His image. <laughs> his imagers. So he places us in his temple, yeah, that's in good. his earth, right? That's good. That it's kind of like placing a flag on land that you have claimed. Yes. That was how he claimed his land. Yep. Putting his image on it. Yep. We're now here to operate in his power and his authority. and That is good. So, again, I'm talking about this whole thing. God creates us to bear fruit. So, let, let's look at a couple more key concepts, just okay. some principles here. I know we've got some time. We've got to go. we got to get going. Every branch in me, verse 2, that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Again, the first concept we really want to see here, that we are to be fruit producers. Yeah. 
We see it eight times. John 15, 1 through 16. Eight times we see the word fruit being mentioned. Right. And fruit is a byproduct of intimacy. So when you and I are brought into a relationship with God, the byproduct for us to be begin is to begin to produce fruit. So we see this key concept of fruit. And he's given us the help of the Holy Spirit to help us to bear fruit. Uh, the second key concept we see here is abiding. The oneness, the inness, in Him. Y- yes. Right. But but we think again. How do we abide? We abide by obedience. Mm. He actually says it in verse ten. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Keeping commandments, doing what He tells you to do. This is how you abide. You say, well, how do I produce fruit? How do I produce fruit? I want you have to abide. It's natural for a believer to produce fruit. All I have to do is abide. abide. Now, let's say that you're not abiding, Mm. right? The first thing that God does for you, if you look back at verse 2 again, it says, every branch, where's it at now? In In me, me. That does not bear fruit, he takes away. Right. Now, how did you say that a minute ago? You said something a minute ago. These are every branch in me. You said you you said something else. You had another way to saying it. Every branch in me. You said oh, uh, every branch that is mine. Every branch that that is mine. That it, I own it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every branch. Every that branch belongs to me. in me that belongs to me. That's it. Yeah, that yeah. every branch to me. that belongs to me. But does not bear fruit. He what? Takes away. Now. Yeah, yeah. First reading of that. First reading of that. Seems pretty wasteful for the vine dresser. Right. Okay. So, so if if a vine, remember we 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 talked about how the father is the vine dresser. Yeah. And any good gardener is not just going out and cutting branches off. No. Right. He's gonna he's gonna notice the problem. He's gonna notice the issues. He's gonna he's know gonna, how to fix it. He's gonna address the issues. Yeah. 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 Okay. The word takes away in verse two. Now this is the New King James. I'm pretty sure the King James probably says something. Similar to that. Maybe you could look that up a second. It's the word iro. It's the, it's the Greek word iro, and it means to actually, well, one of the meanings is, is to lift up. Yeah. Now, to me, again, now every branch in me, what'd you, how'd you say it a minute ago? Every branch that belongs that to belongs me. That belongs to me. That's been given to me. That's been, yeah. yeah every yeah, branch yeah. in me. Yeah, yeah. But it sounded like to me that the father's just cutting you off. By the yeah, initial that's reading. It, that's what it sounds like. By being, by, by, he said he takes it away. So we have this new, well, am I doing it? In, I, mean, I, I mean, look, I mean, I'm struggling right now in my life. I don't have a whole lot of fruit going on. You know, I mean, look at my life. You he know starts I mean? producing fear. Oh, my gosh, am I going to get cut off? Am here? I going to get cut off? But no, what's the father do? He lifts it up. It sounds more like the father. Yeah, yeah, and again, yeah. I'm not trying to make a, 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 the scripture to say something that's more palatable. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's not what my intentions are. We're just trying to get to the... I'm just trying to find out. It doesn't sound like a good gardener just to go in and just snip something that's that's not producing fruit. Mm. I think the first thing a gardener would do is to help it out. It sounds more legitimate. Well, I read... There's a a book about this. Oh, really? Yeah, I read it recently. I think it was called Principles of the Vine. Yeah, and I don't know why I didn't think about it until now. Yeah, and it talks about the uh, a grape, like a vineyard owner... That's what he does. He goes and he'll lift them up off the ground and tie them, tie them off to, to get them up close to the fruit-bearing branches. So it's not about only lifting them up, but it's getting them close to fruit-bearing branches. Hmm. That's good. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's really good. Yeah. So, so we see here that the gardener, 
first thing he's going to do is try to lift up this vine. Yeah. This vine, that, or this, I'm sorry, not vine, but the branches. This branch, it's struggling. He's not going to just go, he's going to do whatever. It takes some extra care, right? Yeah. If people are struggling, the Father's running to them yeah. to help them, not just cutting them off. He He's running to the sheep that the, yes. left the fold. Yes. That's the kingdom. Right. right. I think that we're getting basically here back to what the Father's heart is. Yeah. And, and you say, well, how does that happen? How does He lift us up? Well, I think He helps us. Number one is is that I think that, uh, number one, we have the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit's going to come and start. He's going to lift us up by showing us what who we really are. He's going to lift us up by conviction, too. Yeah. See, we want to run away from conviction. Conviction's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's like the tornado siren, like you said last week. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's wee very good. Wee yeah. Hello. Yeah. We need to we need to pay attention. He lifts us up. He he's patient with us, right? Yeah. Um he's you said it a minute ago, you said that you read that they pull them up against other fruit bearing branches. Yeah, yeah. No, not only do we have the spirit individually. We have the Spirit corporately. Corporately, yeah, with our body of Christ. So Hebrews, It only makes sense, man, if you're feeling discouraged to get around people who will encourage you and not stay away from people that will encourage you. Hebrews right? 10, yeah, Hebrews 10. It says that we need to be... Hebrews 10, verse 23, it says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Verse 24 and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. How? Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. The word consider means to actually look at somebody intently, trying to find. Hold on here. You know, they're not acting like themselves. Right. You know what? I need to go stir them up to love and to good works. Yeah. That's just loving. Right. So <laughs> it's not judging, it's loving. Loving them. So here we got how am I going again, how's he going to lift me up? How's he going to lift me up? Conviction. Well, Conviction. The Holy Spirit's going to be he's he's helping me, right? Yeah, yeah. He's he's con- not even, he's convincing. Convincing. That's he's a con- better word. Convincing. He's convincing me of my identity. Right. Convincing me of my sonship or daughtership. Convincing me of yes. my adoption. Yes. Yeah, you're. you're That's how he lifts you. That's how he lifts up a, a branch that is not currently bearing fruit. He has put too much time and effort into this branch. Any vine dresser worth his salt's not going to walk through his vines that he's purchased and loved and been trying to get to bear fruit. Let's ask the question here a second. Yeah, who's the vine? Jesus is the vine. He started out as a what? Seed. For God so loved the world. He. Planted his only son. <laughs> right? Yeah. The, the vine and the branch is not separate. No. So yeah. the time that he invested sending his like, son. It'd be like cutting his son's arms off. <laughs> I guess you want to. Throwing it in the fire. <laughs> right? Does that make sense? I mean, sure. I mean, this is about Jesus. Yeah. So why would he all the. This is the beloved son. Yeah. Right? This is the special son. Yeah. This is the one. And he sent him to the earth. To die for humanity, right? On behalf of humanity, he died. Mm. He loved the world so much, right? Yeah. So it only makes sense to me that he would take extra special care of the vine's branches. 
Yeah, and not just trounce through, but like, oh, that ain't producing fruit, cut off, in a fire. That ain't producing fruit, cut off, in a fire. Again, it's the whack-a-mole God. Yeah, that's not the one I serve. So, again, we come back to this principle, that, that abiding, we need to, so we got fruit and abiding, and we abide by obedience. We abide by ob- obedience. It's in me, and, and, and the Father, the way that the way the Father is going to work with us, the way the Father is going to try to lift us up, is going to be by His convincing, convincing us. Condemnation and conviction are two different things. Yeah. Well, let's make a let's let's make a distinction here. When Jesus says, "When you obey my commandments," what's what are Jesus's commandments? What are Jesus's commandments? To love one another. Love one another. To love God. Love. Love God. Love others. Right? I mean, we're going to keep His commandments. We're going to do what He tells us to do. Or the Holy Spirit starts telling us something, we need sure. to listen to yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if the Holy Spirit says something, that's a commandment. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say a person is rejecting. Now, remember, I know we've said this, but it's this, this parable is about our production of fruit, not our position in Christ. Sure. We are in Christ. We're in Christ. He's not talking to people who are not in Christ. He's right. talking to people who are in Christ. Every branch in me. In verse, um, if we could read John 15, verse 6, if anyone does not abide in me, okay, what does it mean to abide? Obey. Obedience, right? Self-denial, right? If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. Mm. Now let's look at this right here, because... This sends many people reeling. Yeah. This is just now turned into a hell scenario. It, this turns into, I've messed up, I'm losing salvation. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Now... But we're in Him. We're in Him. Okay? Again, this is not about position. In my opinion, this, this yeah, yeah, in yeah. my opinion, yeah, yeah. this scripture, these sets of scripture is not about position. It's about fruit production. Right. I would agree with you. Now... It says this, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. Now, if you are not obedient, Mm -hmm. you are rejecting uh, the conviction of the Holy Spirit in your life. life. You are isolating yourself from biblical fellowship Mm. and and not around people, letting Mm -hmm. people help you, around a community of people. The natural trajectory... Of somebody who's doing all those things is going to be seclusion. <laughs> and what's going to happen to that person? They're going to wither. wither. So they're cutting themselves They are cutting themselves off. Off in a sense. Wow, okay. They're cutting themselves off. It just says, I like how the passion says, if a person is separated from me. Right. That's good. Separated from me. If so, they have separated themselves from me and not allowing me to produce fruit in them, they're going to wither. Right. Again, Jesus said, I am the true vine. So if I go and start trying, even though I'm in Christ, in Him, but if I go and try to get my my supply, my uh, mm-hmm. sustenance, sustenance from false vines, from false vines, whatever that may be for you, right? Yeah. Then what's going to happen is you are going to be cast out as a branch. The branch doesn't cease being a part of the tree. Yeah. It's still a part. It's still a part of the tree. It's just not connected to that tree. Yeah. It's not. It's not a different form. Mm. It's just not, it's withering. It's lost its energy. It's lost its, its uh, supply for yeah, yeah. Uh, growth. Yeah, yeah. And the purpose of that 
the purpose of experiencing that mess is to hopefully get you to understand you belong attached to that vine Mm -hmm. because there's redemption for that. There's always, always room for you to be grafted back in. There's always room for you to be grafted back in. Yeah, it's not like a one-shot deal. You've you've messed up, now you're gone. No. But I'm just saying a lot of people have looked at this scripture mm-hmm. and said, you know what, I've messed up. You know, I'm being cast out as a branch. Again, going back to this whole concept of withering, all right? Withering, mm. withering. We'll just... He's cast out as a branch and is withered. Okay, he's withered. It means, wither means you're exposed to the elements and you're at the mercy of the elements. Yeah, they. You're at the mercy of they. Right. Whatever it is. They gather them and throw them. Yes. Yes. What happens is this. We are cast out as a branch, right? We're withered. And they gather them up and throw them into the fire. Failure to abide is fuel for the fire. Mm -hmm. What do you mean fire? We're all going to be the fires of life. The fires of life, right? Yeah. We empower. What happens is... We begin to be fuel for the fire. We empower the circumstances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. So we're being we're not being molded by the situ- we're not we're being molded by the situations now. Instead of us changing the situation. Changing the situation. Instead of putting out the fire. Yeah, yeah. We're actually fueling the fire with our withered branches. With our withered cuz we're cuz our huh. ener- the energy. Cuz if it's a wet branch it ain't no. Okay, no, 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 it's good. Right? What I mean, happened? If... No, think about this. You don't burn wood that's green. No, because it won't burn. No, it will not burn because why? It has it, gr- a green trees or green uh, wood that you would cut down. They will let it and let it season for a time period. Getting dry and drying ready to out. Burn. So, so you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So the deal is, is that. When you and I are withered branches, we're exposed to the elements of the situations. We're at the mercy of the situations. Think about a think about a you know, if you got just branches laying on the ground, you're at the mercy of anything. Yeah. You're at the mercy of someone coming by and taking you and breaking you. Mm-hmm. You're at the mercy of the wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, th- this is what we're talking about. So we're not so so when we are attached and abiding, we are not being modeled by the situations. This is what this is. This is yeah, this is. I agree. The, the vine dresser. It's not him. Yeah. It's us that we're failing. It's a failure to abide. It's a failure for obedience. It's a failure to of self denial. Yeah. Jesus said, "If you want to come after me, you have to deny yourself, pick up the cross, and what? Follow me. Follow." So we see here these key words: fruit, abide. But the last thing I want to see here, this last concept, is in. John chapter 15, verse 16. Jesus said, You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should what? Remain. 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 That's the last concept, is remaining fruit. Mm. Lasting change. Lasting change. He wants us to bear fruit and our fruit to last. See, this is how it is, Bear. Is that, let's say... Uh, let's say that me and you uh, got in a fight. We, we're in a we're in a relationship struggle of whatever it would be, right? You know, we're in a fight. We've got. Well, what happens is is that if I go and I'm not and I have a if I'm not abiding in Christ, what happens is I begin to go now and I take these things personal and I begin to go and I and I and I fire back at you and I I, I hurl insults back to you. But when I'm abiding in Him. 
okay? And His life's flowing in me. When you're insulting me and wanting to fight with me, I actually begin to sow peace into you. I overcome evil with good. And I sow peace back to you. It's fruit, not veggies. Fruit has the ability to reproduce after itself. So if you are a if you are peace, you're going to reproduce peace into me who is not producing peace at the time. At the time. All right, so you're hurling insults at me, and I refuse to hurl insults back. And I'm blessing and not cursing. I'm actually giving you the fruit of this. Mm. You are actually partaking of it, and now you get to take and eat, and that kingdom seed gets down on the inside. What's different about you? Why aren't you hurling insults back yeah, at yeah, me? Yeah. Why aren't you fighting? Why aren't you gossiping? <laughs> Why aren't you doing this? Why are you not cheating? Why are you not whatever? Well, I'm abiding. And now my fruit is remaining. I'm passing on the fruit. Ain't that the point? Ain't that the point of all this? That's the point of it. People are looking for a tree of life, something they can partake of. The Father wants to feed the world. We're living on an orphan planet. Full of orphans. Full of orphans. That he loves and wants to feed. He wants to feed them. How is he going to feed them? Me and you. He's going to feed them by the fruit that's on the branches. That are tapped into the vine. That's it. Think about this thing. Think about this. The father, the gardener, the fruit is not. It's, it's, in that day and age, they fed themselves. The gardeners, they would feed themselves. But what did they do with their fruit? What was they doing with their fruit? Think about their culture. Mm-hmm. What was they doing? Giving it. Or s- selling it. That was their means of income. Means of income. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fruit wasn't just for self-consumption. Actually, if you go a step further, they were instructed not to, not to harvest the crop on the outside of the field. Yes. Because that was for poor people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they they got to benefit. They got to benefit from their own crop. Yeah, you get to. You get but to that's benefit. like a minuscule right part. That's a minuscule yes. uh, portion of your crop. The rest of it is either sold or given away. Yes, for somebody else to consume. And that would make sense to them, the people he's talking to right now, because Absolutely. that's their culture. I think that it's it's it'd be easy to get lost in translation as a person in 2018 reading this. Mm-hmm. So we have to try to extrapolate, I like that word you use, extrapolate the deeper meanings and the secrets that we can find in the vine, in the branch, in the vine dresser. And hopefully we've done that today. Well, hopefully as we close out this podcast today, the question would be for all of us, what will I be for the world to see? And what will I be for the world to taste? Am I going to be a dirty Brussels sprout or a juicy (laughs) strawberry? Will I give them a taste of my true identity? Oh, taste and see that the The Lord Lord is good. good. Once they taste of the fruit of the kingdom, they begin to see something different. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Kaleo Podcast. For more resources, you can check out faithchristianfellowship.com. You can also find us on Facebook and YouTube. If you have any questions that we can help you with, you can email those to kaleocast at gmail.com. See you soon.